Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Yeah, good evening, uh, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Sanjay, and I'd like to welcome you. Um, this evening to episode one of New Zealand Sports Radio's latest show, The League Hour, hosted by yours truly and my colleague, Brad Enger. Hey, hello, everyone. Now, we're here every week on Wednesdays at 8 to give you all that you need to know in the week that was Rugby League. We'll give you the top stories of the week, have a look at last week's games, and, and preview round four. We'll also take a look at what's happening globally in the sport and in the women's game too. Now, whilst we're here on Facebook, you can also whilst we're here on Facebook Live, you can also catch our show via our podcast on iHeartRadio at your convenience. So, if you're short of time, we'd just like to get your rugby league fix on your on your way to work. This is this is a show to be tuned into. Okay. Um, I'm going to introduce myself now. My name is Sanjay Gobin. I've um, been a long-time Kiwi League enthusiast. Uh, I've been watching the game since the late 80s. Uh, you know, namely the games that I can remember, the World Cup final, 1988 Eden Park, um, Kiwis versus Kangaroos, and, and going later, Balmain, Canberra, 89 and 90, and Penrith, the infamous Penrith game, Greg Alexander in 91. Uh, traditionally, I've always been a Canberra Raiders supporter since uh, starting um, watching in the Winfield Cup back then. Um, and obviously, um, with the inception of the Warriors, um, they, you know, they've taken precedence. Um, and I, I, I'm a passionate Kiwi and a passionate, you know, New Zealand rugby league uh, fan. So definitely um, wanting to support the Warriors and have been for, uh, you know, 20 plus years now. Um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I'm Brad again, and I've been watching league since the early 90s. Started as a Bulldogs fan up until 95 when the Warriors entered the comp. And then um, from then it's just been Warriors. Um, I started about six years ago, started writing a blog about the Warriors games called Braz Ramblings, um, writing reviews of all the games, any thoughts that I come up with. And um, yeah, like like Sanjay there, I'm a loyal Warriors Kiwis fan. Support the Maroons and been a season ticket holder for the Warriors for the last 15 years. So, um, yeah, just a little bit about me. 
Yeah, and it's actually good that you mentioned that, Brad, because I am a, a staunch New South Welsh supporter. So um, that should be, should be interesting uh, to see how um, the state of origin unfolds. And uh, there's, you know, we've got uh, an update as well on the women's state of origin um, a little bit later on. Um, but yeah, yeah definitely, um, uh, definitely a, a loyal Blues and a Warriors supporter. Um, and yeah, so I think, you know, that's just a brief um, summary about, you know, who, who, you're, who you're listening to here. And, you know, uh, what we'll do now is we'll jump into, uh, you know, the top stories of the week. And, uh, you know, it was an interesting week, um, obviously, with the, you know, the restart of our game. Uh, it's been a long time coming, but I mean, I guess the, the talking story is uh, Peter Philande and how he has been um, solely responsible for getting the NRL um, back uh, to be the first contact sport back after uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, so there's been a lot of controversy, obviously, surrounding the decision. Um, it's been spoken about, are we going back too early? Levels this, that, and the other. And um, he's managed to get it back uh, in the last week of May. And yeah, I think that it's it's um, it's it's a great it's a great story, really. Um, he was there was a you know cr criticism early, um, but now he's looked as 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 the savior of the NRL. Um, even getting accolades from uh, you know Cameron George, he's very supportive of it. So um, we know that the main revenue from rugby league uh, comes from broadcasting. However, we we also where the fans, commentators and players alike are keen to get back into their stadiums to support their team. Um, and in saying that, they've actually got an anti-COVID-19 disinfectant spray that they're spraying from drones um, in preparation for fans to attend the games. Um, yeah, I guess, um, you know, a major story that uh, did appear in this week was, uh, leading up to round three anyway, was the Bronson Cherry drug scandal. Um, so. Obviously, Josh Morris, Josh Morris has finally spoken out about it, and yeah, he's um, you know, he's disappointed, and um, was unexpected. So potentially a four-year ban coming for um, Bronson Cherry for using uh, performance-enhancing steroids. I think it was. Um, so yeah, um, it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. But uh, the Cronulla side, um, you know, exceptionally disappointed. Uh, in the news that you know and it's definitely shows on the weekend i think uh but yeah we'll talk about that a little bit later on um yep. so you know uh, i want to crack into um some other stories that we've got for you yeah so um we want to talk about the the new rules as we know there was um a couple of rules they brought in at the start of the season which was the 2040 kick um similar to the 4020 um haven't really seen much use of that yet uh, the new scrum rules, um, where you can set, if you want to be on the 10, the 20, or the centre line when you have your scrums, um, it ops, opens up the attack a lot more, um, allowing teams to kind of set plays, um, target weaknesses they see, um, which has opened up the game. Um, we haven't seen it yet, but if the ball hits the trainer, um, it's a mutual infringement. Um, and then, obviously, the tackling of the player in the air, um, which we've all been talking about for a long time, um, protecting the player is, um, is key there. But the biggest thing I think after, especially after this week is the six again rule, um, where the refs, if they see a minor infringement, they can just let the, the attacking team have another set and keep going. It's made the game a lot faster. It's shown a lot of teams like Melbourne storm, uh, are struggling with it. 
but you've got teams like the Eels, the Warriors, um, Canberra Raiders, who are a little bit more flamboyant, are taking advantage of it. And we saw so many games with uh, big score lines because of it. So um, I think it's going to make it a real exciting season. Um, but we'll just have to wait and see if some of those other teams can catch up. Yeah, I think that, um, yeah, I mean, you know, you talk about Melbourne. I mean, they're, they're there every week, aren't they? Right at the right at the line, trying to get every inch, every millimetre. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll bend the rules right to the maximum um, and, and they'll play at pace. So yeah. that's their game. And, they, they you know, they, they, they like to confuse other teams by the way that they play. Uh, I think that that's the key to, to Melbourne is that they just get on top of you. And once they get on top of you, they just get more on top of you and they just keep going. And um, that, that's just, you know, part of the mentality, part of the setup, obviously. Um, and, and I think that, you know, um, they were, that they were, they were beaten well at home. Um, and, and, and what I thought was a very exciting tussle um, uh, over the weekend, I thought it was a, it was a fantastic game um, of rugby league. And, you know, without the crowd there down in Melbourne, I mean, was that was that also, what it was that also our first sort of glimpse about these games where there are no fans? Are there going to be a few different kind of results because of that? You know, like yeah. I mean, you'd have to think so. I think you know, twenty-two to six. I think it was. Um, that's yeah, that's a, a huge scoreline um, in, in the game of rugby league um, at yeah. home, particularly when you're uh, you are. You are Melbourne, but anyway, we'll um, we'll continue on, Brad. Yeah, so that puts us right into actually wrapping up those games. So we had first up on Thursday, we had uh, Parramatta defeating uh, Brisbane thirty-four to six at Suncorp. Um, again, yeah, that that new rule just put uh, Parramatta up to another level. Um, they were basically running it well. They're definitely title contenders, uh, but the Broncos are better than that scoreline. Uh, Brady Croft looked really good. I think he's going to start fixing in. Um, once he fits in, some of those forwards, when they come back for the Broncos, they're going to be dangerous. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, I think the Broncos are on the end of a hammering. The last time they played against Parramatta, it was in a 50-something scoreline late in 2019. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and I, I don't know if that was in, I don't think that, that was at the new, it may have been in Parramatta anyway. Um, yeah, it just looked like... Um, so, you know, for me, it looked like there were similar things in both games. I do remember watching that game, and I just thought, Jesus Christ, like, you know, they're getting done at home this time. And, um, but yeah, it's, it's you know, it's, I don't know, uh, again, like you say, that, that rule that sort of played into their favour, um, the Parramatta was taking full advantage of it, I guess. And I guess, hey, any smart side would want to try and take advantage of it um, as well. I mean, I think that, you know, to be fair, you, you could only be, you know, can only be as fit as you can be, but I mean, they're just expecting so much more out of these players. It's, it's. Imagine being a player. I mean, Jesus, oh. God. it would be. Um, you know, it's you know the amount of impact they the the more so they're asking to put on their bodies. You know, like in the amount of games that they already play. Sometimes these rules. I mean, it's great for you know us as spectators and 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 and, and to watch it, but just imagine that on back to back sets with no um, with no play the ball. Yeah. There's another couple of seconds of um, vital energy time, I guess. Um, but, you know, um, obviously um, on Friday night we had the Cowboys um, with the Titans at um, Queensland Country Bank Stadium. And uh, I think it's, this is the new stadium, obviously, for the uh, the Cowboys, isn't it, uh, up there? It is. 
It is, yeah. And um, it's one where they suffered suffered a first-round loss to Brisbane. And um, they came good on Friday, though. Uh, and they had a good good win against uh, an absolutely depleted, I would say now, Titans outfit, who I think for... I think for 47 minutes or something like that, maybe maybe half of the game they showed quite a quite a good fight. Um, I think that um, you know that they were in the game for periods there, even when they were on the back foot on the scoreboard. But just in the end, just you just saw it coming. They they just didn't have enough power, um, and they didn't have enough uh, line speed to, to to take out the Cowboys. I feel. Um, yeah. Obviously, Cowboys um, look strong. Um, Valentine Holmes. Hit the ground running after his return from the NFL. Yeah, um, but it does show that it's going to be a long season for the Titans again. I think. I mean, Brad, I don't know if you know. I, I heard that they're up to how many losses now? Um, collectively, sixteen, not thirteen, or something like that. It is something like that. Yeah, it's. Um, but that's it's a lot a of losses for a rugby league club. Um, so, but um, you know, I, I I still feel that some of the players are still trying pretty hard. I just. You know, they're just not getting the result, um, unfortunately. Yeah. Right. And then next up on Friday night, we had the uh, the Roosters beating the Rabbitohs 28 to 12. Roosters back to form after losing the first two rounds. Um, standout for me was James Desco. Um, a lot of people say he's the best fullback in the world, and uh, his showing on Friday definitely um, helped stake a claim for that. And, um, on the other side of it, Latrell Mitchell had a quiet night, but he's starting to show glimpses of what he was at the Roosters, which will be good for Rabbitohs fans. Um, but yeah, it was a, a real good game to watch between two contenders. And um, yeah, I think the Roosters are coming on to this new rule too, so I think they're going to start flying up to the top of the ladder. Yeah, where was um, Latrell on Friday night? Um, it's it's a game that I didn't catch all of, but uh, did he play at fullback at some stage? He played fullback for the whole game. Yeah, he, he did. Because like I, I saw that early on, I heard the commentary. Then I, I you know I didn't watch the whole game like I said, but um, I caught up to speed with the result, and and I obviously saw um, you know the highlights for Tedesco as well. Yeah, he had a fantastic evening. Um, so no, I just thought like that's a. It's interesting. Is that, is that has that been a talking point um, that they're playing in there? Um, yes and no. I think a lot of um, a lot of people have been very critical on him at the moment. There's a lot of eyes on him, um, and I think he's a better centre. But uh, Wayne Bennett's backing him at um, fullback. I think he'll grow into it. Um, but yeah, I would still have him as a centre if he was in my team. So. Yeah, I think he's going. He's, he's definitely going to be the kind of player, though, that over the years he, he'll be able to play, you know, multiple positions, and he will end up being one of those perhaps Brad Fittler type, um, you know, players that just play, you know, a bit of lock, a bit of five eight, hop into the centres, play fullback if you need to, whatever, you know, yeah. hop on the wing if he had to. I'm guessing, you know, like again, so like it's just yeah, it's just um, I think he will be one of those players. Um, obviously, following that, probably the result that we're um, most uh, happy about uh, Saturday. Uh, the Warriors 18 versus St. George 0 at Central Coast Stadium. And to be honest, I'm going to put it out there. This is a shock result. This is a shock result. Um, and uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't think to know it if you're listening to the Australian media, however. But this is a, this is a shock result and a good result as well. And I'm happy about a number of things um, that the Warriors did do 
in this game. Um, obviously, you know, the the game 18-0, uh, but the record-breaking completion rate, um, it was 100% until the 75th minute. I think that that's been well um, documented. Um, and it ended the match at 46 from 48, but that was not the, I, I guess, the, the point of it was that they didn't make a mistake uh, uh you know, on the you know until the last tackle, if they you know if they if they were going to not go through with the whole set of six play, it was in, on the last tackle, and their mistake was not getting a try at the end of it. Whereas they've always tried to perhaps I don't know base the game uh, more so. So that was really um, really good to see the defense side of things. I think I was uh, very happy with as well. Um, keeping us keeping a team to nil in this competition is hard. Um, at any time of the uh, season, but it's always been hard for the Warriors to do it at the start of seasons. They've done yeah. it in mid midway when you know when they're on a bit of a roll and you know they've played a bit of footy. Um, but to do it after, I mean, this is a restart, so it's not exactly the start of season, but like it's still a very difficult time to come back into the sport. I would imagine. Yeah, definitely. Um, it was a enjoyable game. I was surprised. I I didn't think. Um... I had a little bit of hope that they would get the win because uh, Dragons have been poor for so long. Um, but the Warriors' start of the season was was woeful, to be fair. Um, but the young players stepped up. Um, <laughs> Katoa, um, it's, it was the 16th game of league ever, and he's just taken into like a duck to water. And um, he's going to be a star. Um, and they've just got to... Just gotta, um, Play smart. There, I we've seen a lot of games where you've had bottom of the table teams play each other, and both teams are dropping the ball and stuff. So I was quite impressed to see that even against poor opposition, they were still doing everything right. Um, big question is if they can keep it up, especially with all this um, drama of living over there. Basically, um, if that will affect them later on, but um, this worries. You've got to enjoy the ride. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, I like, uh, you know, the Dragons, they're in a little bit of trouble here. Um, you know, Paul McGregor, like you say, you know, if he doesn't get things right soon, they'll probably be looking for a new coach um, because they, they, they haven't played up to, I guess, where, you know, they're, they're, they're where people have expected them to be, the level. So, but um, hey, look, they got another chance next week. And um, I think, uh, you know, the focus, you know, hasn't been on the Warriors in the Australian media as well. And I think that may, it may be a good thing for this Warriors side. You know, if they're ever going to, you know, go ahead and win a competition, something has to change. Um, and that's, you know, some things have to change. And and one of the things is just don't worry about what, you know, the, the Aussie media is saying or even our media for that matter. I mean, of course, it's hard to uh, say that as fans, but you just go out there and play your footy. And, and concentrate on winning the game and, and concentrate on doing stuff that like they did on the weekend. Um, and that will that, that's that's where I think that they need to just just focus their energy on. And I think that, you know, there's already, you know, expectation. People have said, oh, you know, this is the Warriors doing it hard without the family. This, that. So whether they like it or not, the expectation always grows on them from their fan base. But I think that they just, just go there and play rugby league to the best of their ability and try and take advantage of some of these new rules and sh- and see if they can do it in a shortened season. Um, one game, 80 nothing. it doesn't mean, uh, you know, too much right now. Um, it's still a victory, then we'll take it. Yeah, exactly. 
And next up on, on Saturday night, we had the Tigers beating the Sharks 28 to 14. Um, it's going going from worst to worst for the, for the Sharks after the drug scandal. Um, they also lost Chad Townsend to an injury, which didn't help. Um, but the Tigers look good. Um, Benji Marshall playing like a 20-year-old. Um I think this this season shorter, I, he might go on another year. Um, on the other side, Sean Johnson was a bit quiet. Um, Has he been to... since he joined? Oh, sorry. <laughs> he's been <laughs> since he joined, yeah. Um, yeah. But he's going to need to step up without Chad there for the Sharks. Um, yeah, it'll yeah. be interesting to see whether he can step up as well. Like, I mean, you, you do mention, I just want to rewind there to Benji Marshall. I think he had a fantastic game again. And, um, yeah, he's just, um, you know, he's playing some good football. Um, you know, it's hard to say he's playing as good a football as he was when he was young. So even the game, I think, is, is a little bit of a different dynamic to the game, you know, 10 years ago when he was, or oh, 15, almost 20 years ago, sorry, um, for that 2005 uh, grand final. So, you know, he's he's still playing the game here in 2020. That's um, that's 15 years on from that. And yeah. he's, still, um, he's still been able to play at this level, so... I think he actually, um, and he's getting he's getting his accolades from the Australian commentators and and I think the Australian media. He he does play for an Australian based franchise at the end of the day, so um, he's not looked at as a Kiwi when he plays for the West Tigers, is he? Well, you know he's looked as looked at as a West Tiger. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I just I'm pretty happy for him, but yeah, disappointed for Sean, who's just can't seem to get it going at Cronulla, like you know, like um. You know, I joked. I joked with a mate on the weekend. Just I was like, "Oh, he'll be back at the Warriors," you know, at some point. Um, and you, you never know, you know. Like so, you never yeah, know. He's having a. I mean, I think the club has been affected by these scandals and so forth. But that's 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 when a club's true, I guess, uh, their ability to sort of counteract that and the on and then what they can put on the field is a testament to a great rugby league side. I mean. It's yes, again something like that. If that was happening right now at the Warriors, don't worry about that. Just go out there and play rugby league. You know, go out there and play rugby league and concentrate on that for eighty minutes. Be as fit as that for the week, and then eighty minutes get out there and play. Yeah. But um, all these other things, they they you know sometimes the media also um, exacerbates it. You know, like they they make it a big deal first, and then that gets into the players' heads and the coaches' heads and the organisations' heads, and and they start believing. Oh, you know, because of this reason, we're playing poorly, and then then they you know the form goes even from um, bad to worse. So, yeah, I just think that yeah, just don't don't worry about that. Just go out there and play. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, Sean Johnson, you know, he'll have to step up now. Um, it's a big time for him now to sort of show why they've invested so much in him. So we'll see what happens um, with Cronulla in the coming weeks. So obviously, um, one of the games of the round uh, for me. Um, was the game on Saturday night between the Storm and the Raiders um, at Amy Park. Now, we touched on it earlier. Um, it was a, very much an uncharacteristic uh, Melbourne performance. Um, however, if you're a Canberra Raiders supporter, um, I think that you would be very, very happy with um, what your team produced on the weekend because um, to go away and beat Melbourne, like we said earlier, 22-6 to 6 in their own backyard at Amy Park, um, it's it's definitely um, you know something that doesn't happen often. So um, and, and you know the way that it was a clinical performance as well. It wasn't just um, hey let's just turn up and play some footy. Uh, Canberra Raiders really on the back of being grand finalists last year. I think are looking like um, you know 
they're looking like contenders again for this year. I think that, you know, um, they, they've got some real good um, outside backs. They've got a strong running forward pack. Um, you know, that, 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 that play from Joseph Tarpany on the weekend in the end goal, that's the defensive player of the year, the, the defensive play of the year so far, sorry. And, yeah, I guess um, even, you know, Nick O'Clockstead, you know, had a, had a great game and we're just ruining even more and more that uh, he um, is not playing for the Warriors, Brad. Yeah, um, it's still hard to he, – he wanted to be a fullback and it, it's hard to get rid of Roger. Um, but he'd be a hell of a hand right now, um, especially with all the centres and everything going down. Um, I think he would have slotted in. But um, I think George Williams has been a big, a big um, benefit to this Raiders team. He, um, a lot of people weren't that confident that he would be able to transition from Super League to TNRL, but he, he seems to have no problems. He was leading them around in attack. He was strong on defense for a halfback. And um, I think they're, they're, they're going to be the team to beat this year. Yeah, I think that if you're, if you're going off round three, I think you'd have to say team of the week. I mean, team of the week, what you'd have to probably say the Canberra Raiders. Um, so I think that that's, yeah, I think we can put them, put them down as team of the week because yeah, that was a, a very clinical performance, really what I thought um, in terms of the, the, you know, the way they played, um, the interesting thing about that game, 20 plus, I think someone said 26, but I know it's more than 20, more than 20 test players in that game on Saturday night. So um, uh, the fact that they allude to it in their commentary, yet um, the game is so undervalued in every other way, the international game that is, um, it just astounds me, you know, like they, 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 oh, you know, 20 test players were playing on, on the weekend. You guys don't care about the test matches. You guys, yeah. you know. They don't even want to watch the test matches, some of them, I'm sure. Um, but, hey, uh, it was it was just good to see that, um, you know, there's so many test players, uh, you know, on the, you know, there on the weekend. And, and of course, um, I think that, yeah, uncharacteristic plays like, uh, you know, Solomona even uh, kicking on the third tackle or fourth tackle, like just complete brain fade there, like, you know, in a prime attacking spot, important part of the game. Yes, they had many goes at it, but that was the wrong play, I think. And yeah. he knows it as well, so... Um, just some real out of the blues kind of things from Melbourne, Brad. Yeah, I think I think they were rattled. I think this this change where they they're so used to wrestling, the holding for that extra second, and the refs oh the the refs sorry because there's only one now. Um, just was um, yeah. I think once that happened and they started getting some repeat sets against them, they started the panic and yeah, a front rower doing a kick early in the tackles. Um, I wouldn't want to be in the change rooms at the end with Bellamy. Um, he's generally quite unhappy after a good win. So, um, yes, shocking. Yes, yeah, so I guess you know Craig Bellamy. They've set that high standard for themselves over the years, and um, that's how he's built. The, you know, that's how Melbourne's been built over these years. Eh? It's just that that mentality is part of their presence on the field. I think. Um, but yeah, I think um, I think Brad, we should move on to um, you know Sunday's. Sunday's fixtures and yep. So um, the first game on Sunday was uh, the Panthers and the Knights, um, which went to a draw. Um, I didn't see it coming to be honest. I was watching the game and um, Ponga already out on uh, suspension before the game, and then uh, they lost Pierce, um, Connor Watson. So um, they basically had the most integral parts of their spine all gone, um, and they just kept in there. 
Panthers, um, they sorely missed Nathan Cleary. Um, they lacked a bit of direction and they were basically just throwing the ball to Cacao and saying, um, do something. And um, that's, you could look at that as a positive for um, this week coming for other teams, obviously, but they've got a lot of work to do and they'll be counting down until Cleary's back. And the Knights, um, their fans have got to be proud of them. They showed a lot of heart. Um, yeah, I, I don't know many teams that could have probably done that. And there you lose your key players and you generally fall apart. But they, they showed, showed some real guts there. I think if you go down to Campbelltown and, um, you know, come away with the 14-all draw with a depleted um, outfit, like you say, the spine was pretty much taken out. You lose your fullback, 5'8", and halfback, and you're left with, you know, you know, ball runners and defenders, uh, really. And so, I mean, you know, you could argue that, you know, nine gives it a go now and again, you know. But um, generally speaking, that's your that's your whole attack, you know. So to go away and play 100 minutes of football and come away with a, a point, um, I think that that's a that's a really good result. Um, I'm putting that as my second game of the week, to be honest, as well. I think that that's a top result uh, to come yeah. down um, and and do that, particularly in Campbelltown. I know that you know this is another thing. Mate, again, we talk about the crowd, the absence of the crowd um, at the moment. I'm wondering. I'd like to actually ask the players. It'd be an interesting question to ask them. Like, hey, man, do you think you played any differently because there was no crowd? You know. Um, how much does it influence the way that they play? I mean, I'm guessing not much because they're professionals, but emotion, you know, when they're playing that game out there, they they, they can succumb to sort of being influenced by, you know, the crowd and so forth. So, you know, like um, later on on Sunday, obviously we had the Seagulls versus the Bulldogs um, at Central Coast Stadium. And, yeah, it looked like um, it was going to be, again, um, something that would, you know, potentially be, a, um, a, a better game than what it was. But uh, I just think that, you know, Tom Trevojevic, he, he had a great game. Um, what do you think about that, Brad? Yeah, he was probably my my performer of the week. Um, I think he played outstanding. Um, the Seagulls are a good team, but if he's not there, they'll be in trouble. But he just had his hand on everything in that game. Um. Yeah, I, he he's definitely up there as one of the best fullbacks in the world. Yeah, it was it was a fairly um you know it was it wasn't a spectacle the game itself like I mean it was Manly showed a lot of force and grit and power I reckon that they showed quite a bit of toughness because I watched a little bit of it and then I was just watching a little bit of it by on on mute. And just seeing the line speed and just concentrating on the speeds at which uh, Manly were playing, they look good. They look pretty good, I think. Um, you know, so um, another team that is sort of, you know, they've got a few bits and pieces here that they could be better, but they're another team that's going to be there, thereabouts, you would think. But, um, yeah, and obviously um, the Bulldogs, well, I don't know. I don't really know too much what's happening with them at the moment, but um, it looks like a foreign, foreign's return cannot come soon enough for them. Yeah, I believe he's back this week too. Which will help them, but um, yeah, they they've they've been having a rough time of it. Um, I just I don't have answers for what they can do to fix it. But um, once they've got some experience in their in their halves back, they they can start clawing back and um, get themselves off the bottom. Yeah, we'll just have to see. Um, and I, I think that yeah, they're basically like 
uh, I guess I just want them to play a little bit, you know, a bit more freely when Foran does return, so that they can get, you know, get the result. But um, at the moment, I just yeah, it's, I just sound dumb about them because I just don't know what the answer is for these guys. Um, but yeah, I think um, that was you know the round three games. They certainly uh, brought us back um, to the sport, and it was it was good to see. Like you know they. The game, it was fun to watch the games on the weekend. Uh, you know, we have missed them for so many weeks, but to see that they're actually, you know, pretty, pretty you know, a lot of the teams look pretty good. They're pretty fit. Um, I think the rest yeah. has done a lot of them good, you know. So I think that, um, yeah, we're on to it with um, bring on round four. Yeah, definitely. So, guys, one of the big talking points of the weekend was the, uh, was the artificial crowd noise. Where do you guys stand on that? Um, fantastic. Personally, yeah, personally, the first game on Thursday night, I it was a bit uncanny valley for me. Um, it was a bit weird, but by the time Friday came round, um, I, it grew on me, and then by Saturday, um, didn't even notice anything different. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. That's pretty much how it. That's pretty much how it felt, didn't it? Like uh, at yeah. first, you're like, yeah, right. We're going to listen to the fake crowd. Yeah, okay. And then you're like, okay, well, hey, the fake crowd's on. And then by the end of the week, you were like, wow, it's just like I don't know what I would do without it. Because if you remember the games before lockdown where they played with no noise effects, man, it was hard to watch. I'd rather have listened to it. Um, yeah. You know, because it just seemed, you know, and so those effects, actually, if you think back to then, if you think about that and you think about the effects on the weekend, you know, if, if a blind person was, you know, listening to their game, they wouldn't know any different. You know, they, they would have a good old time being able to um, listen to the league just as well as it was with the crowd there. So, and I thought it was, uh, I thought it was awesome to to get that to get that um, atmosphere and feeling back as well for the fans because I think that that was, um, you know, that definitely played into how they would um, perceive how round three went and 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 you know how many of them are looking forward to round four. Cool. Um, and then another one question from Simon uh, is, um, what are your thoughts on the, on the one referee versus two referees? Do you think that worked or do you think, uh, or, or were there issues with, with just having one ref there? Can I get the question again? Sorry, I dropped out. Um, the, so Simon's asking, what, what are your thoughts on the one ref rather than two? Did we see some issues at the weekend, or, or did it all did it all go fine? Um, I don't think so. I actually enjoyed it. Um, it sped the game up again, which um, made it more exciting to watch. Um, I find I, I'm not a fan of the the two referral. I find um, as a player, you're playing and you're playing to two different styles, so you have to keep adjusting depending on which one's making the direct call at the time, and it can it, it just too many stoppages for me. Um, it's good for the players to get a rest, but um, yeah, I like that free flowing game. So um, yeah, I I hope that they keep one, but um, I'm pretty sure next year we'll go back to two. I don't know. I think I might have to disagree on that. I think that uh, they'll keep it at one. I mean, I think that uh, the, the, look, we've always had one. They've gone ahead and put in two. Uh, I don't know why they thought it would be better. But they tried it, and I think that they've realised that, um, you know, because I think, what, correct me if I'm wrong, but Super League is still always just one referee. And international, 
international footy is one referee, so it's really just the NRL. And I, I know we are the biggest, well, the NRL is the biggest um, rugby league competition in the world, but um, I don't know if, um, you know, it's, it's, it's got, it was ever going to stay forever because, you know, every, everyone else is using one ref. Why is, why is this competition using two? So I think that, yeah, and I'm also a bit of a fan of just the, the single ref. I think, you know, there might be a couple of mistakes and that, that go through and, and people would think, well, if there was a second ref there, that might not have happened. But that's rugby league. I mean. <laughs> um, Steve yeah. uh, um, also asked us, um, Aussie press were giving the uh, Warriors a lot of love pre-game, um, but did we see that change after their good win over the Dragons? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah. Um, just watching the the Australian press, Brad. I'm sure you would have seen that. Yeah, just not you know, hardly any accolades for what they did. And actually, I think I heard one guy say they're, they're not a good rugby league team. I think I can't remember his name, but it was, uh, you know, and I just thought, oh, okay, well. Yeah, um, that was. That surprised me. Yeah, that was um, Buzz, Buzz Rothfield and um, Paul Kent that were, uh, were sticking the boot in. Um, it was a tough situation. It's one of those, um, the Warriors win, but they only beat the Dragons. But if the Warriors lost, they lost to the Dragons. So they, they weren't going to win that battle anyway. Um, all they can do is uh, they just ignore that stuff and um well that's like, that's what i'm saying is that, like you know and, and and that's what i'm saying is that like you know if you're gonna make it a like a one-time thing like you know okay th there'd be people that think that the warriors can win it this year they always are that's that's the nature of us being fans you know like that's that, that's why we're fans we want our team to win um and if people think that the warriors can win it this year then you know so be it. I mean, at the moment, I probably still think that they can't win it this year. But these, when these kind of weird things happen, well, not weird things, I shouldn't um, say that, but when these different types of situations have presented themselves, I guess you could say, in terms of how they have to play the game for the remainder of the season, does that change? What does that change? If it changes the dynamic so it's better for the Warriors, then they're a chance. Um, but I don't know. I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're after one game, you can't really assess that. Let, let's get a few more games down the road and and see how well they play. Yeah. So, Brad, as a uh, as a season ticket holder with the Warriors, obviously you can't actually go this season and go to the games. How have the Warriors looked after you digitally? Are they are they are you um, preference or or special sort of bit, bits of bits of content or, or what are they doing for you guys? They haven't really done that much content-wise at the moment. Um, obviously, getting the whole team over there, I think, was top priority. So um, I think they, they kind of put us on the back, back end for a little bit. Um, but they, they contacted us about what they're going to do with season tickets, where you could um, roll it over for next year. Mm -hmm. um, and Or you could donate your, your ticket to the club or um, get a refund, which I think was good. Um, most people, I assume, are going to roll over, but to have the option, I think, was a great move by the club. Um, I don't know what other clubs in Aussie are doing. I think they're probably waiting until they get the green light to actually play um, in front of crowds. But I think it's basically um, all but guaranteed that the Warriors won't be playing in New Zealand. I know Cameron's... Um, 
Cameron George has come out and said he'd like to see some games here, but I don't, I don't see it happening. But um, yeah, I I haven't got too much from them yet. Uh, just the you get weekly emails, they they email you the team list and any news and stuff. But um, yeah, I think they're they're still trying to adjust to this whole situation they're actually in. So there's there's room for a bit more digital love from the Warriors for their for their, for their members or the season ticket holders. Yeah. Um, Interesting one there. Cool, guys. That's the uh, oh, one other comment from the live chat. Simon says he's heard rumours that Craig Bellamy um, to, uh, be the coach of the new expansion team in Brisbane when they join the NRL expansion team. So uh, any thoughts on that? I wouldn't be surprised. He He's wanted to go to Brisbane uh, while it's where he's from. Um, so it, And it, he likes the challenge. I think he's kind of done all he can in Melbourne, to be fair. Um, I think the the opportunity to get a, a brand new team and try to build them from scratch um, would probably tickle in pink. So, um, yeah, if if it's if it's true, um, I think it would be interesting to watch. Cool. That's it from the, from this live chat, guys. Excellent. Cool. Well, um, you know that was interesting. Yeah, like um, just. Just yeah, just in regards to the weekend games that are coming, um, we're going to preview what's happening in round four, and I think that you know we're going to pretty much, you know, I think make assumptions of what we saw on the weekend, and then you know a lot of people will be picking their winners that way. So what we'll do is we'll preview the round, and then we'll give you our picks on who we think um, will win uh, in their respective games. So. On Thursday night, we have uh, the Broncos versus the Roosters at Suncorp. Um, now, these uh, odds are from uh, are from Sportsbet. Um, Broncos paying $4 at home against Roosters, 125 I think um, the writing's on the wall. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's pretty one-sided there. Um, yeah, do you want to go into who we think is going to win there or not? Just wait. I will just um we'll just quickly go skim through these, then we can talk about um um all of them collectively, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, up on Friday we've got the Panthers um at a dollar forty-five versus the Warriors, two seventy-five at Campbelltown. So um, you know, Panthers with a point to prove, they'll feel hard done by last week. So that should be an interesting fixture. Uh, the other Friday night game is the Melbourne Storm against the Rabbitohs. Uh, so this is a dollar forty paying two ninety-five at Amy Park. So, you know, I don't think Melbourne twice at home. Getting beaten, uh, let alone um, by the Rabbitohs, uh, it'll be a tough ask. But you, you never know what can happen. There's an absence of crowd at the moment. Um, Saturday we have the Eels versus the Sea Eagles um, at Bankwest Stadium, and the Eels are paying a dollar sixty-seven um, to two twenty, which I found quite surprising after I saw the performances on the weekend. Yes, the Eels did trounce the Broncos, but I don't know. It didn't seem like you know, it didn't seem like it was uh, a game where it was it, it was one, it was an odd game I, I feel um, and I don't know if I could represent um, anything more than that at the moment so uh, yeah surprised to see the figures there I mean it's not too far off but yeah I just think that um, I, you know you'd probably be looking at the seagulls said day um, in the evening we've got Cowboys versus Sharks at Queensland Country Bank Stadium in Townsville um, and they are basically um, at a dollar sixty seven at the Cowboys to the Sharks two twenty um, so. Yeah, that should be an interesting game, actually. That's um, yeah. 
What do you think, Brad? Yeah, it, it's the Sharks. Sharks might have it tough without Chad Townsend, but um, yeah, they'll have a point to prove. So um, they they don't like being at the bottom of the ladder like they are right now. So um, they'll be out trying to trying to get themselves back up there, and the Cowboys will want to keep trying to get up to the top as well and look strong. So. Yeah, I think the um, Cowboys, uh, you know, they, they look pretty good on the weekend. So, um, yeah, I mean, it should be interesting to see what happens on, on you know, on, on, on Saturday. But on Sunday, we've got the Raiders and the Knights, um, followed by with the Titans and the West Tigers. Now, the Raiders and the Knights, Raiders $1.36 to the Knights $3.15. I guess that's a pretty fair call. Um, looks like it's been played in Sydney. Uh, so, yeah, I think that it's... Um, the Titans versus the West Tigers on Sunday. Uh, that should be an interesting game as well. Yeah, and then um, they end it. It's Queen's birthday over in Australia this weekend. So they've got their last game on Monday, which is between the okay. Bulldogs and the Dragons. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't see that going well for um, <laughs> the Dragons. Um, but the Bulldogs haven't been playing well either. So... It seems like an odd game to want to watch this weekend. It's probably the one that's the least favourite for me at the moment. Um, yeah. But hey, look, um, you know, it's it's still um, there's still room for improvement on both of those teams. So let, let, let's hope that we, they can pick up their game and and turn around. But we'll head into the picks um, for our round four picks. So um, Brad and I, we basically um, have a have a pick each week. It's it's pretty straightforward, really, and um, we reassess next week what happens. So in our game on Friday night, where we've got basically what have we got here? Hold on. On Friday night we've got the uh, sorry Thursday night we've got the Broncos versus the Broncos Roosters. Um, and you know um, I'm going Roosters. Yeah, so am I. Um, I just think that um, they're going to be they're going to be too strong for this Broncos outfit at the moment, and I think that yeah, I just I just don't see the Broncos you know getting up and and powering the the roosters down at the moment it's, they just got too many too much firepower all over yeah yeah i think i i agree with you there um don't think the the broncos are missing some of their big forwards um and until they get them back i think they're, they're going to be in a little bit of trouble yeah i think that that you know uh, i just want us to see like a, a contest start up there done court for them i suppose because they they have been badly beaten last week by Parramatta, and they, they want to get back on track as well so um, you know, they, they might surprise us. It might be a bit of a closer game than you think, but uh, at this stage, it's definitely Roosters. Um, now for, uh, what do we got? Sorry, we've got the second game on the Friday. So the first game on the Thursday, the second game, um, evening game of the weekend will be on the Friday. And that is the Panthers up against the Warriors. And yeah. Campbelltown. Yeah, so I've gone with Warriors here. Um, what about yourself? Yeah, I think that the Warriors can get up and, and do this on the weekend. So um, I'm going to the I'm going for the Warriors as well. The odds are stacked against them. They are paying two seventy five um, to the Panthers dollar forty five. So um, you know the bookies don't think that the Warriors can do it. I mean, and hey, look, we might be I don't know. I might be overly excited from the eighteen nil win, and that's perhaps why I think they could do it. But um, if they are going to win this competition, they've got to win you know, a good consecutive amount of games on the road and you've got to start now. I mean, there's no point starting later on. That's always what happens to the yeah. Warriors. Start midway through the season, trying to chase down the rest of the year. Try and win some games consistently and to get the clump into clumps at the start. Okay, don't 
don't you know five nil i think the other two seasons ago was a good start um but even if you can just get you know three wins and a loss you know three wins you know two you know like build some momentum in winning um so i think that they'll be good they'll be good to see i mean um i i, I still think that it'll be a tight either way but um yeah i'll go warriors on that one yeah i think um, the clear effect is a big part of it too i think no cleary makes um panthers a weaker side so um I probably would have gone the other way if Cleary was inside, but yeah. Cleary, he's still, is, is he still serving a ban, or was he? Um, yeah, he's, he's still, he's, still he's got one week left, so oh, he'll okay. be back next week. Is it for those couple of little parties he had during the lockdown? Yeah, yeah the lockdown parties. <laughs> okay, good old um, Nathan, eh? So uh, on Friday night we had um, the Storm versus the Rabbitohs at Amy Park. Um, Storm at a dollar forty, paying two ninety five for the Rabbitohs. Uh, what's your thoughts, Brad? I've 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 gone with the Rabbitohs here. Um, they're the Storm of the favourites, but I think they're still struggling with this rule change, and I don't think they're going to pick it up in a week. So I think um, the Rabbitohs will be able to take advantage of that um, if they have managed to to come up with a plan to um, stop the wrestling that they've been doing forever. Um, then the storm probably will get away with it, but I I just can't back them this time. Yeah, I think um, I'm gonna I'm going to uh, disagree with that, and um, I just think that the storm they don't lose two games at home often, and I don't think they're going to lose two games at home this time. I mean, hey, that you know the Rabbitohs are playing okay, but I just think that you know the storm they'll come back this weekend. And they all um, they made a lot of mistakes on the opposition line as well, which was very uncharacteristic in that game. But boy, did they have the opportunities to get some points on camera. Let's not forget yeah. that. Like they 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 weren't like just backed out in their own 40. Oh no, 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 no. Melbourne, they didn't score because they made mistakes, not because they weren't able to get the ball to the other end of the field. They're very clinical rugby league side. They'll get, you know, they'll blink and they'll be at the 10 meter line. So yeah, so I think um I'm gonna go storm for that one. Um, and then I think our first fixture, the first fixture on the Saturday evening, um, is the Eels versus the Sea Eagles at Banquest Stadium. So, um, back there for the Eels, a um, dollar sixty-seven versus two twenty. Um, the Eels paying a dollar sixty-seven. That is, and the uh, Sea Eagles at two dollars twenty. Yeah, I probably have to um, back the Eels in on um, that one, but. I think that this Manly outfit can go there and win, so I'm going to go for Manly. I think that they can they can go to Banquist and come away with the points. I think that, I don't know, there's a little bit more toughness out of Manly that I saw in the weekend in Parramatta. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's what I saw in the two games, and I just think that Manly, I think they're going to get better this week. I don't know. Um, you know I think they're, you know, their backs played well, and they're, they're playing a little bit of fast footy, so... Um, which is, you know, I'm keen to see what they can do um, against Parramatta on the weekend, and I'm, I'll back them down there. How about you, Brad? Yeah, I'm going with the Eels. Um, it's uh, I, they're hard to beat at Bankwest, but Bankwest is empty right now, so uh, it kind of takes a bit of the sting out of it. But I think player-wise, they they probably have one of the better teams for this faster style. Um, they've got two mobile halves. Um, some powerful forwards, and I think they're going to be one of the teams to to stop. So, I think at home in an empty empty stadium, I think they're still going to have um, have an easy run of it. Cool. Well, um, yeah, we'll just have to see what happens on that one. Um, 
it's an interesting game though. I mean, it's 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 one of it's, you know I, I guess it's one of the tightest tighter games it looks like it's going to be in the weekend. But you never can tell with the NRL. I mean, sometimes you think it's going to be tight and it blows out on you. So mm, yeah. um, we've got on Sunday uh, we've got the not the Raiders versus the Knights. So um, I'm going Raiders on that one. I think it's pretty clear cut that the Raiders will um, beat the Knights at home. Um, so. I don't see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it'll be very surprising to see it to, you know this night's outfit go up there and beat them. If they go up there and beat them, they can win it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, uh, I, I'm backing the Raiders in this one too. Um, too strong. The the Knights, they they played a uh, hundred minutes this week. They they'll be naked. Um, and yeah, Raiders are just too classy for them. Yep, no, so um, we both agreed that the uh, Raiders will take them out on set on Sunday. So we've got the Titans versus the West Tigers um, also on Sunday. Um, I've just misplaced where, I, where where that game is. I believe it's – are they playing any games in um, the Gold Coast at the moment? To be honest, I don't know. Um, I assume it's in Sydney. No, I've got them down here as first. So I've put the first team um, as, as yeah, the home team. So I haven't so seen. It might be in Gold Coast then. Yeah, I think it's in. It must be in Gold, in Queensland. Um, it might not be in the Gold Coast, but it's definitely um at the Titans' home ground. The West Tigers, however, I think will be much too strong for them um, after their performance last week as well uh, against the Sharkies there. So I think that you know uh, Benji and the boys go up to uh, Queensland somewhere and 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 come away with the points quite comfortably. Yeah. Um... It'd take a brave man to, to bet on the Titans at the moment. So, um, yeah, Tigers showed some class and um, they should walk away with a very easy win. And that leaves us with the Queen's birthday uh, special game, I guess you could say, on Monday the 8th, um, which is the Bulldogs versus the Dragons. And there's just not much that excites me about that game, to be honest, on Monday. But, you know, I, I even don't know who I think will win it. Um, at this stage, um, but that you know, I think, yeah, I don't know. The dragons, the dragons certainly, okay, uh, you know, they showed a little bit more than I think the um, than the bulldogs did on the weekend. So, uh, you know, but you don't know. It, it has been played in Sydney. Uh, I think it's the bulldogs technically their home game, but I mean, obviously, the crowd doesn't matter at the moment. So, yeah, where are you going, Brad? I'm going with the Bulldogs. Um, I don't think the Dragons are going to do well at all. Um, I heard during the week that prior to the Warriors game, they actually had a game against reserve grade, um, and the first grade Dragons lost to the reserve grade Dragons. So um, if they can't beat their reserve grade at home, I don't see them beating a NRL team. Yeah, I guess you could say that. I mean, you know, there's some of these warm-up games and stuff like that. I get very weary of that word, that word warm-up. You know, you never know what kind of game that is, you know, like what's happened there. But, um, yeah, I guess you could say that. So, like, yeah, I mean, I think I'd have to lean towards the doggies in that case too. I, I was really on the fence of this one, but it looks like the um the doggies. And, oh, yeah, we've got a um, – you know, Simon yeah, has yeah. informed us that the Titans uh, are playing at Suncorp. So um, that's you know, obviously a home fixture for them. Um, but, yeah, I still think – that they will be undone um, by the West Tigers. Um, so yeah, so that's that takes us through um, where we where we look at round four and where we think things will end up. Um, it's very much 
you know, an open competition still at the moment. I'm three rounds in. Uh, Brad, do you know how many rounds is it uh, the competition going for? It's yeah. 20 rounds. So um, they counted the first two. So we got 17 rounds left. Okay, cool. Um, and then the playoff series is the same? Um, I believe so. Okay. Um, I think. Uh, look, I mean, yeah, I think it, it's it's basically just pushed out. I think the grand final is about two weeks later than it normally would be um, with bringing, bringing the right, season well, shorter. Well, that's a lot of football. <laughs> now, look, um, that's, you know, that's, that's good. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. And basically, um, you know, we, we, we will go through a little bit of um, news now on the international front. Guys, um, just before we jump on to that, you've, uh, you've got to said Raiders over, easy over the Knights. We're talking second versus third. You've called the Warriors over the Panthers. That's Warriors in 12th, Panthers in 12th, 4th. How long before the table settles down and we can trust the table as a guide to how good each of the teams are? I'd give it another four weeks. Yeah, five rounds. Yeah, five rounds of rugby league to sort of see. I mean, I, I, it's a tough one. That's a tough question because um, the first five rounds are a lot different from the five rounds before the playoff series. You know, you see the air of consistency at those back end weeks. You see those teams that are just keeping on going. And but at the start of the season, I mean, we had five from five a couple of years ago as the Warriors and. We did we end up ninth, eighth or ninth? We no, we, we played the Panthers. We played the Panthers at home, didn't we? And we lost. Um, yeah, yeah. So we we ended eighth and lost to the Panthers away in the first playoff game. Oh, sorry, that's right. Sorry, Panthers away. We were in at home. Simon Mannering had his three hundred. Then we lost away. Yeah, his last game with the Raiders. Yeah. So maybe the first seven eight rounds will give us a good indication, and that's a lot. That's one third of the amount of games they're going to play, but. I would go with six or seven games as a, as a as a matter of seeing where things would be at after that. Cool. We'll, we'll, we'll review it after another four rounds. <laughs> no, excellent. No, so like, um, yeah, just like, I mean, obviously briefly, we've got some, you know, the, what we're going to call like an international update, what's happening over there in the Super League. At the moment, there's no confirmed start date for the Super League. So um, there's not really much to to, to go off on that. I guess uh, one thing's linking the NRL to the Super League is um, Raiders star John Bateman, who's currently closing in on a UK Super League return with Wigan on a five-year deal starting next season. Um, so that's pretty much, I guess, the news in terms of um, what's happening over there because they just don't have any start dates, so there's not really much talk of anything else at the moment. But we'll definitely keep you updated on what's happening over there in the UK um, and, and, and what, 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 what happens in the Super League going forward as well. So um, back here, though, in terms of the women's game, Brad, um, uh, there's, you know, on November 13, there's going to be a women's state of origin. Yeah, um, I heard that news. Um, be good for the game. Um, I, I love watching the, the women uh, NRL. So um, I've, I've only watched a little bit of the state of origin stuff, um, mainly the nines state of origin girls um but there's some talented footballers in there so the more eyes they can get on the sport the better yeah i just think that you know like a lot of women's sports as we've seen over the last few years um the women's rugby league is really just picked up big time um and then you know it's it's an it, it is it is a, it is a it is a sport that you want to watch um you know they're, they're getting faster they're getting quicker and 
you know, they're playing at their full potential and it's great to see. So, um, yeah, that, that, that's going to be a good series. They'll probably get some good crowds as well um, for those Origin uh, fixtures, unless they're planning to play them before the, uh, or even if they're planning to play them before the men's game, if they're just doing it as um, playing to, you know, playing in front of that game, then that might be a thing to consider as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, it's 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 been uh, globally picking up for some time now, um, and like sports in the US and Europe, where you know women's sport is, is escalated much quicker than perhaps in smaller markets. Um, I think we're now seeing you know um, New Zealand sports sides, and you know obviously the the New Zealand Rugby League women's team as well, um, and the and the women warriors, um, they're coming along quite well, and um, I'll be interested to see when they get there that season. Sort of uh, any news on what's happening with them. Um, with them, I can't remember if it was official or not, but I think the Warriors women's team have pulled out from this season. Because oh, um, okay. um, it was a bit up in the year on if the women's league would actually start up again this year or not. So I think they've decided to pull the pin until next year. Um, don't quote me on it, but I, I'm pretty confident that's what they said. Um, oh, we'll, so. we'll bring you all the updates anyway, Brad and I will... Um, We'll bring all the updates as they come through. So, yeah, look, um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us this evening um, and tuning in to New Zealand Sports Radio's latest show, uh, The League Hour with Sanjay and Brad. We are working on the names, so it, um, it's not official yet. But um, also, if you are unable to tune in and, and watch us live, then um, basically we've got a podcast on iHeartRadio. So, um, yeah, if you're, if you're wanting to get your rugby league information, um, tune in and enjoy. And remember, when you're looking for it, search for New Zealand Sport Radio. New Zealand Sport Radio, and um, we'll see you next week. Same time, same place, 7 a.m. Sorry, 7 a.m., 8 p.m. on Wednesday. Join us back for our league show. Thank you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 